You happy? We're rolling? I don't know. I don't care. That's it, he's out of here. Are you not going to go and film your porno? I'm going for a cigarette. Is it that stressful? Yes. I'm like he's in pride. And there you go, guys. Okay. That's what it's like working with Sasha on a daily basis. <laughs> um, Who are you than me? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be the other side of the ocean from him. <laughs> nah, not really. It'd be heartbreaking. No, yeah. Where do you go? So here we have John. Uh, John's up from America. Another one. For the second time, yeah. Second time. Christ, third time with you. This is in the year. Bl third time this year here. Hey, that's um Must be something dragging you back. Don't know what it is, but so I thought I knew what it was until today. <laughs> until someone actually <laughs> until, asked until me. Exactly. So, so where are you from, John? I am from Brooklyn, New York. Uh yeah, so grew up in Brooklyn. Live just north of the city now, Westchester County. What, what do you do with guns? Like, what was your history with guns? Oh, start off with some. Start off, uh, grew up with guns. My dad, whole family was hunters. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, so. And they went out of Brooklyn to hunt. Out of, and they yeah, came up back and, into up, the city. And exactly. Up is Brooklyn the city? city? Brooklyn is, is the city. city. Yeah, yeah, one of the five boroughs. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it was growing up. I, I all, always was excited for hunting season when my dad was getting ready. We'd get to pull the guns out and you just. And, and it was just from a little kid being taught proper gun handling. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget. I, I still do it to this day. It's like, so you're going to give somebody a gun. Open a bolt or whatever. You show it's empty. Give it to you, whoever. If I get the gun, I should double check it's empty before anything. Never point at anybody. Would you get in trouble if you didn't do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't see the gun again for a while. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, grew up with that. So, you went out hunting with your old man? or Yeah, when I, what was it, 16 is the legal age, if I remember correctly, at least when I was a kid. Uh, probably when I was 15, went out without a gun with him. Just and that's to, on, for deer. Bro, for man. deer, that was deer. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever, big, you know, real game growing up, woodchuck, small game like that. Yeah, but, what's yeah. A witch, what's a woodchuck? Woodchuck. Groundhog? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All I know is that Marvin, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Yeah, for woodchuck could chuck wood. Yeah, never yeah. even knew what woodchuck was until now. Yeah, it's a grass. Yeah, so it's a groundhog. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So we had a place in a little up. We call it upstate New York, the Catskill Mountains in New York. We had a summer place and a lot of dairy farms, and we were so that's where we used to hunt deer. It was all private land, so we were lucky. We had private land when we could do that. We also had all the farmers that were. In our local area, you'd just talk to them. Is there a cultural divide there, like private land hunters versus public land hunters? I, for me, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I. You like viewed as like a upper class citizen no, on private no, land. No, How just... does that work? Because uh, over here, you know, guys right. who pay for shooting, you know, oh, they're posh, aren't they? And the guys who well, go and do pest control for free, right, feel well, like there's some divide there. Well, in the states, it's a little different. I think uh, you know, it's easier for people, just regular families, to own a piece of land. Yeah. So it's not like estates. You have farms, and then you could own a couple of acres. And you, you know, can hunt on And you could hunt on acres. your own land. And if you know everybody, where we were, we on a road, kind of in a valley, and we knew the farmers. We knew everybody that owned the land around us. So we had a... So you could just walk. We had a couple of hundred acres to, to, to hunt on. Yeah, and it was just... It was great. You know, and then you, my dad, before buying that, used to go up... Adirondacks, also Catskills, on state land, and I knew people that were hunted there, and it was just like, it sounded like it was the beginning of a war, and I'm like, I don't need to do that. Well, is that just like the first it's day? It's just the first day, opening day, Is he still on now? 
I don't think so. You know, it's pain, I it's am pain. out of it right now. I don't yeah, yeah. shoot. I don't, don't hunt anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like to get back. Married to a ex vegan vegetarian, so makes life a little it makes tricky. a little tricky. Plus, I started skiing a lot, and it kind of took when I was working. I just spent a lot of time coming there shooting. And stuff, yeah, you know? I was like doing ski and drinking, or go hunting when I was a kid, and stand stand around in the cold and listen to old men tell fart jokes. It was kind of... Yeah. So, so you kind of rebelled out of your hunting. Out of the hunting. It was always there still. I always loved the idea. I just didn't have the time when I was working to do it mm-hmm. and kind of got away from it. And because then, you lived in the city. I lived in the city, yeah. And it was like it's my job, you had to, you know, for opening, if you didn't go opening day, especially on the private land, on our land, you needed people to move the deer around. So if you were up like the second week and everybody was gone you're up there by yourself and there's a lot and less deer and at least they're not moving there might be deer but man that kind of mm-hmm. bedded down at that point so you shot your first one when you were 16 no probably 18 probably second year second third year hunting probably somewhere i don't remember just a doe um just what it just yeah went shot one. just right yeah so you know we were there and it was yeah it's completely funny. unmemorable by the sound of it. <laughs> uh, no, it was I, I there. I guess also the other reason is like I started getting a decent amount of them, you know, one or two a year, and then it kind of lost a little bit of magic, I guess. Yeah. You know, kind of it just. I remember the last one I shot. It was just like, oh, there's a deer, bang. And I was like, I think everyone gets to that point after you've yeah. shot enough, it becomes more more like okay, and then then you I have to find to... other reasons to do it. Right, and then you know, I was always looking for a nice buck or something like that, which I, I guess that's also a reason I didn't. I never got a really good buck when I was shooting when I was hunting, uh, but then I kind of loved what we call driving. I don't know what you call it here. You know, pushing deer, so there'd be people posted and. Who wants to volunteer to go on the other side of the land and kind of walk through the woods and so you'd we'll be walking with a rifle walking with a rifle uh, so if you saw one you could shoot it going forward but it'd be like drip like a driven drive like a, like driven, a, driven, a driven, deer. driven deer yeah just a driven deer and you shoot them on the run oh yeah 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 oh no yeah, was, we don't do that here anymore no oh really no no yeah. act, um i think culturally is a bit it's of no been, no well it's not you know um, it's not a big drive I mean, we're talking about all these the acreage we had and you i don't know how many hundred feet we'd have along the road and maybe it'd be three of us walking and knowing where everybody's posted up. Yeah. You know, you'd have four guys posted and three of us walking through the woods kind of walk, not really More pushing like a, that. Like, yeah. a, like a move. It's a, yeah, yeah so it's just do, a move. It's like a walk up. Almost moves. like a walk up. You're stirring the deer Exactly. Up. You're so not, you're, you're not. stalking, but you're not stalking, stalking, stalking with a so. rifle. And there's guys in high seats, seats. who have a better chance of seeing them because the, you're stalking the other end of the woods. Exactly. Yeah, we do that kind of thing. Generally for fallow deer. Right. Um, right. Not like a proper, not like a proper driven hunt, hounds running everywhere, no, 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 pushing no, no. That's definitely, yeah, yeah. I know that's a bit more continental. That's, yeah, that's yeah, it was yeah. kind of fun, and I enjoyed that part of it all because it wasn't. And being young, it's like, do I really want to sit under a, on a tree stand for four hours? Yeah, yeah, not so, really, not really, no. not really. You know, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I got a couple of deer walking like that, and and my sitting around, I, I also bow hunted for a while, so I was like, okay, I did enough sitting in tree stands and overlooking seeing deer that are out of range and, yeah. yeah yeah I had a nice one nice six feet pointer a nice rack that I had a sh- my only shot with a bow and thank god I missed him because after the fact I realized it was how dusk it was getting dark it was dark and further than you probably should have and... oh no it was pretty close to oh, really? the truth it was a I really close it. shot just I just missed it I, <laughs> I pull I, it was just, it was tech wasn't the way it is it was beautiful it was a beautiful because the deer was like alongside of me 
so close that I couldn't pull. Like, yeah, yeah. So I waited for him to hit a tree. He hit a tree, pulled back, hit another tree, came up to aim. Some brush in between, let the arrow go. It hit the the arrow, hit everything, dropped. He jumped over, but he did a big loop and came back closer to me. He just no second shot. Pulled back, waiting, waiting, shaking, and the adrenaline was up from the first. It, yeah, and the, the the arrow hit, came off the stand, off the, the off the rest, and yeah. tink, and away he went. But and then uh, then after it was all over, when I'm looking for my arrow, I'm like, oh, it's pretty dark. This would have not been fun tracking uh, tracking him around. Yeah, potentially wounded deer. Wounded deer yeah. for so. But yeah, that's my so that's where I grew up. I, What's like your what do you collect on anything? Lately, well, I was collecting military rifles for a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've got two M1 Garands. My dad Springfield, what he used to go hunt, deer hunting with every day. Oh, that's very it was, cool. It was an 03A3 Springfield with uh, National Match people. That he used it. when he was in forces? No, no, he bought it there. He bought it probably in the 50s in the good old bucket of bucket. bucket. No. Yeah? Yeah. I think it was just some sporting goods in there. It was like a... Yeah, yeah. Back twenty-five bucks. Right twenty-five yeah. bucks. I'll take that one. Okay. Yeah. And that'll kill deer. Yeah. yeah. And he, as he puts it, everything he pointed. Because I, at one point, I tried to get the gun from him. Like not get the gun from him, but I you offered to, to buy. Yeah, yeah. Offered to buy him a lighter. I forgot what it was. Um, Some kind of modern. a lighter modern gun with a scope that weighed probably half the amount of what he had. Yeah. Just so easier like, to hey, shoot. Dad, I could cool. get you this. And uh, he's like, nope. I'd rather drag the cannon around. Yeah, thing weighs a ton. So, anyhow, I've got that M1. Is that the one? Is that so? Is that still in full military spec? Yeah. Is that the one you took out to 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 Veterans Day parade? Yeah, cool. You tell them about. Don't tell anybody about. Don't tell about. No, no, but well, two reasons. One is well, we're actually carrying real rifles up Fifth Avenue, New York, dressed up as World War One doughboys. That is amazing. Yeah, it's just absolutely. And we've been doing it for years, and. They I know love we're it. there. Like, I think that's they, brilliant. They know we're there. They know it's live, right? You know that they're actual rifles. You know, nobody's. You know, yeah, no, but you're all. But we're all kidding. Sensible up, right? blokes. Yeah, and it's. It's a bunch. Well, they of, trusted the boys back in the day. Is always yeah. my theory. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the other reason I'm saying hush, hush, this is a World War Two rifle. I'm dragging a World War One. Yeah, nobody, nobody sees it. But <laughs> they're, pretty, they're similar enough. Yeah. A bit like the Enfield. Enfield yeah. and Enfield. Enfield. Obviously, it's not. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, well, we copied the Germans, so it's basically the Mauser. Yeah, you know the K ninety eight. So I got a K ninety eight also. Uh, and they're all original. Yep. You shoot them a lot. No, I shot the the Mauser the O three about four years ago. I guess was the last time I shot those. Oh. Honestly, uh, wait. Did I put did I put a couple of rounds through? No, I did not. I don't know if I've ever. That's why you have to come to the states because I don't know if we both have first first shots with a full eight round E block in the in wow. the Garand because I don't think I've ever shot live round through that gun. Yeah, it must be a real a hard life living in America. Just <laughs> just collecting. Yeah. Junk. So like, how does licensing work in New York? Is it different to other counties, states, um, or is there? Yeah, each state is different. Yeah, and each county is different almost i know where um, for long rifles new york city is totally different than everywhere else when i was in the city you had to get permit from the new york city police department to own shotguns or rifles pistols you had to jump through a bigger loop uh and that's just because they don't want guns in the city 
Yeah, you know. Well, they just want to know where the guns are in the city, I guess. Probably a little of both. You know, they're going to try to discourage you, mm -hmm. but they also like to know where they are. Uh, Is it all gun crime in New York? Well, presumably New York, not honestly, really. if you ask me, I think New York, well, it's a lot safer than it's ever been. Uh, um, Were the gangsters around when you were growing up? Proper gangsters. <laughs> Proper gangsters? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, there's another story, but that's a, for another time. Yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody busted into a, a gambling hall. Who was handcuffed? Who was being arrested? Wow. Yeah. And I told the off-duty corrections officer, "You're going to get us all killed." When he kicked in and threw his badge up and said, "I'm a police officer," and it's yeah, it was a a mob gambling joint. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was straight out of, like, Goodfellas. It was hilarious. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Little old Italian guy in a stool like this sitting out front, unmarked door. He asked the guy, could we use the phone? The guy said, there's no phone here. And he busted through the door anyhow. And I, it was John. He was high on school, properly on high school days, yeah. you know, stupidly, just dopey, dopey thing I did, you know. And as he busted in, everybody, it was almost like a scene out of a, out of a Scorsese movie. It almost felt like click, 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 click. Very cool. <laughs> not really. In like not really. In, yeah, was, in, in, in hindsight, in hindsight, it was very, very cool. That's a good defining moment. It was a good. I got. It was. It's a good, it's a good story to tell. I'll make a great about. movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was hilarious. In a, in a, especially when you tell the officers, you're gonna get us all killed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just but, shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like no, we'll find yeah. a phone somewhere else. Not here. Really. Yeah. Really. If you need to call, call the prison to come cart me away. So the answer is yes, New York was full of gangsters when you were growing up. When I was growing up, at least in my neighborhood. It but it's better, probably it was different now. Yeah. I don't want to say that. Yeah. We're not stereotyping anybody. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway, so, <laughs> so you need a license and you need a license. more licenses or more. Yeah, so. Is a yeah. license different to a tax stamp? Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I don't think there is a tax stamp. I don't think we call it. It might be the same what you guys have here. I don't know. Yeah, so it's basically you apply. You have to you apply background checks. Uh, I don't even know. So it's very similar to our licensing system. Again, actually. I'm out of the city now, so I don't pay much attention to how it is. It's probably changed a little. Yes, yeah, I heard it changed a lot. Somebody told me, yeah, that. I have a friend of mine trying to get his. I'm sure someone will last night down below. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll yeah. be yelling at us. It's like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're not a real American. <laughs> so, uh, but where I live now is just north of the city in the New York State. You really don't, a pistol you do need permits for, at least in my county. Uh, rifles, no. Rifles, shotguns. Yeah. Semi-automatics. Semi-automatics, no. So they, they're, after one of the, our, local shooting or whatever it seems like every other day is a man shooting in the states lately yeah so after i don't remember which one it was that new york state did a huge knee-jerk ban all black rifles or semi-auto yeah. Yeah, yeah anything sort of semi-automatic semi-automatic and other than full-on like three-round hunting rifles but right. so does that include your grand that would include my grand there was rumors my grand my carbine yeah uh, then there was things inside that some people said that was a, a relic and curio and antique. 
So if yeah, it's yeah. more than 50 years old, it didn't you have to go through that. Then other people said, no, it's all of them. I talked to police officers upstairs, upstate, and they was like, yeah, that kind of gun, don't worry about it. Then other ones said, no, it depends. County to county, you got to cop with it. So your firearms law is quite confusing. Yeah, that's the real problem. And it's state by state, county by county. So there's no national norm or real, which I find. Do you feel like there should be? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like a blanket. This is an intelligent way of having our guns. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I personally feel that if we don't do that, that's how we're going to lose our rifles. Because somebody's going to get... Through stubbornness. Just through stubbornness. And somebody's going to get in. And it's just going to be, you know, some politician's going to get in. And their party, whichever party depends, you know, is going to get in. And it's just going to be a blanket. Guns are bad. Yeah. All got to go. As opposed to having a... Self-regulated... So, so, or just... A common sense national background check registration, and and I know people are gonna they're gonna come and take your guns away, and I don't believe in that. I think they will if we keep going the way it is. Yeah. I think it's gonna happen. And and America's got such a huge gun culture mm -hmm. that I can't see them. But there's a growing not anti-gun culture, sure, but, but liberal but culture. It's a super, yeah, a super, super liberal, liberal which have never had a gun in their hand and never even understand, never even talk to. If you're a gun owner, you're a bad person. Yeah, you I know, remember there's a meme somewhere along the line or a gif. Someone puts a gun on the side and the clock goes round a full day and says, "Oh my God, you haven't done anything." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You know, and but I I look in in the states and. Way, you know, probably up until the 70s, how guns were accepted on both sides. Uh, what hunting. Uh, was it so? Was uh, it the fact that the guns were hunted, accepted because of the hunting reason? Or, I think, I think it was, was the... well, you know, you had that hunting culture where gun owners were mostly hunters and the target guys were mostly straight up target guys. And lately, if you see, you know, the your large capacity semi-automatic yeah, rifle, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and you see what people are, what you're targeting, what you're using for a target or, 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 or a sport with that kind of gun. It's very militaristic. You know, so the, you would consider practical shooting to be militaristic? PSG, me? Do gun. I? No, but I think the general yeah, public it's easy, that doesn't it's have... Easy to see it. Yeah, yeah it's the easy general to public that sees that and doesn't see that as a, as a sport. They see that... I, from what I could gather, they see that as like, what are you practicing for? You're training for You're something. You're training for yeah. something as opposed to being a sport. It you know, what it's an understandable confusion. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, really, guys, this is what you got to do. You got to run around, you know. But I must it, admit, is, it's quite it, fun. Is, it is quite fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you get more people to understand that, then you, you lose yeah. that, you know, these people are doing it are, are you know, most I would say probably most of them honest, law-abiding citizens, and there's no reason to take any of their stuff away from them. Uh, but you would, but I, well, put a license on. Yeah, I think rifles. For I that, think or? what we, you know, we did it in what was it in the 30s with machine guns. You know, you you had to jump through hoop. You know, machine guns are basically illegal, but if you jump through the hoops, yeah. you get Dan, your, who we had proper, here. Dan, who we had here, has passes. You know, you jump through the hoop, boom, you, there you it is. You pay the money you, and you go. You pay you the get money, you get toy. the background checks, yeah. you, you got to prove where you're keeping the gun. You yeah. gotta, and they can check on you. They can check on yeah. you anytime you want. It was like, are they coming to take his guns? No, if they're going to take anything, it would be that guy. And he's, that license has been around since the 30s. And if they didn't have that license and everybody was running around, you know, Al Capone kind of days or whatever you want to call, yeah. you know, 
is when I believe it really happened, is around that time was when they put that in. It's just, it made sense. So you just feel like perhaps it's time for the it's next step? It's just time the for the step. next step, yeah. I, I, banning them or taking them away? No, just making it a... a background, a background checkable, checkable blanket across the states kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, at least for that kind of guy, you know. Why not? Semi-automatic center. Yeah, because, it, it, you know, it was another shoot. I don't know what happened today. There was another shooting today in the Navy really? days. Yeah, oh, sorry, I was just looking at it online. There was one yesterday. Don't know. I'm sure and I'm not saying anything. There's way more than we hear about that, yeah. I take it. There's yeah. a lot more that happen than it, it's we becoming, get to hear It's about. becoming too normal. And then, again, this is like too... One of, I'm, I'm not like saying one or two people is not a big bad thing. I don't even know the particulars of this anyhow. But, you know, in the States, it's, you're going to see... When you see that, you have the knee-jerk reaction, and if one side doesn't talk to the other side, and if one side yeah. is saying take them all away, and the other side says no, 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 somewhere along the line, it's just gonna. That's when it's one side fall. will win, win. and and if it's, it's probably the, not if, gonna be the gun lovers who yeah, are gonna convince and, and, everyone you know, else. You look at the, the, you know, the demographics, way. and no matter how you look at it, in the, you know, the cities are bigger, or, yeah. and you got and for me, growing up in the city, there were we were I knew there was a community of hunters. Yeah, it was. November was it the first Monday after the fifteenth of November opening day? Everybody, I couldn't get vacation at work because all the guys took vacation at work. So you need to book it in. You had to book year, it yeah. in. I didn't have enough seniority when I was young. The other reason I kind of stopped doing it because yeah. I couldn't get that week off. But it was like like prime, you know. And I've told you before, people going around with deer in New York and Brooklyn with deer strapped to the hood of their car. And it was kind of like, oh yeah, it's hunting yeah, season. Yeah, it's it was kind of absolutely. It was fine. So what happened? Or do you not? I don't know what happened. I think what I, personally, what I think it what happened is it was a a generational thing. The next generation. I always feel so. I'm 58 years old. I felt like my generation was the last generation that kind of had a connection to the older. It was almost the same games I played in the street. Same games my dad played in the street. The same, you know, you yeah, watch things movies. weren't moving fast. Weren't moving fast, and then all of a sudden, this last me, 20 years, Jesus it, Christ, exactly. Yeah. It, things even a little bit before that. I saw when I was younger. I saw I'm like, wow, those kids aren't playing the same games when they were doing. They're not. We used to one block city block would challenge another city block to a baseball game or street stick ball as we call you know and that all disappeared and i think it's just a generational thing where technology technology yeah and there were other things and where tech is ever moving you can't pass your tech down to your kid because my kid isn't going to want to play on a game boy right right or right. uh, Sega Mega Drive or, or some or things Paul, that's thing just that we shit. Have. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I just felt, I think that had to happen. Uh, not had to happen, but I think that's what happened. It's is fun. that it just kind of like, it was a generation that was a lot of Italians, German immigrants, second generation, mm. first generation. Bring a lot of hunting culture. All the hunting well, culture yeah. and the country culture into them living in the city, but they still had that. And then... The city's the, got bigger, the, I take it, significantly or not? I don't know yeah. if it got bigger, but... It's been a change of demographic, you know, yeah. like it always does. You know, my neighborhood I grew up was Italian Norwegian. By the time a generation later, it was all Chinese. You know, the whole neighborhood just Changes, turned over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just what New York does. You know, you grow up, you're living in a, we had a two family apartment, row house kind of deal like my parents. Were. You know, and then you don't want your kids to live. You know, I grew up, I didn't want to live there. No, I, I, I went out. Go, and you try and go up the world, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that it all kind of went away from the city and everybody got caught up into other things, like even like me. I stopped. Talking, yeah. You know. Um, what brought you back? What brought me back? So I started 
we have a bunch of friends. Uh, we do a lot of vintage 1920s, 30s, 40s kind of dressing yeah. and stuff. And we have a friend of ours. John is always immensely well-dressed. <laughs> uh, this is like the most casual I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> yeah. uh, and yes. even though he's wearing a pair of shimmies and a gilet. So he's quite lot there in terms of smartness. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we had this here. So I had a couple of shotguns. And... Uh, so we had a couple of friends that put it, a friend of mine put it together. The first one I was, I just met him. So I did, wasn't in the, in with them. And they went shooting dressed in tweed. Broke out guns that everybody, that one guy, two of my friends had all pre-World War II guns, probably even pre-30s. Yeah. And they did this, say, we'll dress in tweed, we'll go to the range, we'll shoot trap. Just have a couple of guys, five, six guys. Have some fun. Have some fun. No scores, whatever. So talked to him about it. It's like, you do this again, let me know. I've got some guns. i got some tweed. Let's no, do this. And that. boom, it became that. So it was like, basically, I was shooting once a year only. Oh, wow. Break out the old guns up until February of this year. It was once a year. So you're just break out. Break, break out. Guns out and, go shoot track and tweed. What was it? Uh, H&R. Topper. A single barrel H&R topper from Harrington the 30 Richardson. Harrington Richardson, Richardson. Single barrel. 19... We should send all the ones 30. in the scrap bin back over. You guys would probably get more appreciation out of them yeah. than we will. So I'd shoot that thing. I'd break that thing out, try to rip my arm yeah. off with the thing. Uh, full load. Of gun Super full pen. choke, yeah. Exactly. So, it's, uh, so, yeah, so I started doing that once a year. Yeah. And, I, and it was always a thing. I always loved shotguns, and I always loved the, the idea of shooting that way. And I never did growing up. Mm -hmm. And... A bit more and pomp and ceremony, kind of. Thing. Yeah, a little more. Yeah, my dad used to go pheasant hunting every once in a while, walk up pheasant with dogs, yeah. over dogs, and I was, there was something about it that sounded so romantic. And then knowing your culture here, the German shoot was always, you know, you're watching old whatever movies, you know. Any opportunity. Any opportunity yeah. to see something. I was like, wow, that's just majestic. There's something about that. Uh, so January comes along, a friend of mine goes... Hey, get a couple of us together. Let's go shoot some sporting clays up in Orvis up by me. And a yeah. uh, couple of thousand dollars later, two, three trips over to here. Uh, yeah, I got hooked. I loved sporting clays. It was just made total sense to me. It just was something about walking through the woods, shooting clays. Yeah. To represent Dolphins. the bird, to yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. The, the whole camaraderie. I met, I met so many nice people doing it there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Found you guys when I was researching what gun to buy and like all over the internet and all of a sudden this really fun, how would I put it, pure, you, you, the, the, the videos were so pure. It was like, just like, wow, these are just... It's before Sasha joined. Before it, Sasha joined. Right, right, and that made it all uh, like, like overproduced now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I preferred you in the olden days. You know, so, yeah. And... Uh, then one of the first time, so I shoot, joined Orvis over by me, Sandinona, one of the oldest shooting grounds yeah. in the country. Uh, loved it. Saw the videos was coming over here in the spring, I guess it was the first time. Christ, yeah. must have been March. March, yeah. yeah it must have been March. Yeah. Did, did the fanboy thing, made the phone call. It's like, hey, is that guy Johnny really? You? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I came down, yeah. Out, yeah. And I came down and it was... And you, you were slowly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you were here, so I made up for it. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> you're like your overproduction is crap, but you're a nice yeah, personality. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so, and then you were doing the interview with the, the Gameskeeper Association. Oh, uh, yeah, we had uh, Tim down. Yeah. It was during the general license thing. Right, so right. That's a good date for it. Yeah. Right. It was about a week after the general license thing right. kicked off. So, um, talking, you know. April. Then, Must be April time. Yeah. Okay. February, I think. March, April. Yeah. Had yeah, to be April. April. You have a date? Yeah, April. It was April. April. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking about, and you mentioned, hey. We might be. Might be putting a shoot because I'll never forget what you said. It's because I was talking about I'd love to do this and you, the first thing out of your mouth was, well, if you come over here by yourself and you just be thrown into like, we need one more shooter, come on in and you don't fit with anybody. It could be the worst day of yeah. shooting because you're just odd. As we found out of the day, sometimes the shooting's not great and it really, you it need is, damn is good, good company. You need yeah. good company. Exactly. Or else and, it's just awful. Right. And I'm, I never even thought of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, and then you put it together. And you came over. What, was came your over. First, what did you think of Driven Shooting? Because you were on our Partridge Day, TGS. Yeah. I loved it. I, it was, it's strange shooting with people around you, you know, growing up with, you know, you could see people in the woods in front of you and there's a guy next to you and you know. I had, I had Charlie Lowe for me, so yeah. I had her standing next to me. Sasha behind me, probably half the time. Yeah. Yeah. You shot the big pigeon. <laughs> shot the big pigeon. The legendary pigeon. <laughs> the legendary the legendary pigeon. pigeon. It was amazing. Yeah, it was everything I thought it would be. The 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 people, the 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 meeting of everybody beforehand, the little meeting before uh, picking pegs. It was just this magical where everything just came together, and I. Honestly, I probably don't even remember the first drive. It was just overwhelming. You know, it's like, what am I doing here? This is this is amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it. Well, I came back for this. Yeah, you, know, you came back. Yeah, you know, so you can't be that bad. I, I, yeah, I loved it. I really, it was everything I thought it would be. It was no, it's good. the yeah, the camaraderie, the after the shooting. The, the after shoot, you know, the go to a. It's just a home. good day. It's a great it? day. It's a, it's a sum of all the parts. Yeah. You can't, like, yeah. you can't pick well, like, just like one on Monday, thing. you know, the, the, you, if you broke it down into little pits and it was like. It would be kind of crap. It was kind of crap. You put right. it all together. And, and it, was it was an amazing day. day. Yeah. 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 Your, your perfect text to me was like, you know something? It couldn't have been that bad. I'm sitting here laughing, thinking of the day. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's where the value yeah. is, right? You know. Do you have an equivalent of that back home you can sort of partake in, apart from, like, say, your annual my trap annual visit? My annual trap visit. Um, my club does walk up. And I've got some friends that talk about maybe going out to something like a a, a walked up shoot yeah. over dogs kind of thing. Um, South Dakota is the place to go, so yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have it in our little club. Well, they got 200 acres and some corn yeah. and it's way too much money you know, talking six thousand dollars for a membership and then 25 dollars a bird just fly over here for a few hundred quid and come on a day shoot <laughs> exactly you're and in for an entire, entire you come over for a weekend totally different experience. probably cost right. less than a grand exactly in the grand scheme of things exactly uh yeah so for me i would love to do it you know um now that i'm getting the feeling back into i uh, uh, like yeah. part of me in the back of the head it's like Ooh, you know maybe go back out deer hunting or go back out uh, shooting some more. Uh, I, I totally, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Again, it, it, it's lit up something in me and the camaraderie that I have with the guys I shoot. I'm almost shooting sporting clay sometimes one, at, at least once a week, maybe twice a week. It's a good life, right? It's a good life. Great to be retired. Very good to be retired. And it's just, yeah, it's not bad. 
forty-five dollars for a round. Well, a hundred. Yeah. So yeah. Really on good. Monday and Tuesday, we be and you be along to the club. That's half price, so it's really good. And yeah, and, and the people I've met through that, it's just like over here. You know, we sometimes I don't want to go out with them because it's too much fun, and I'm not thinking about shooting as much as having fun. Yeah, and like and actually, you go like I want to go for serious uh, practice. practice right. Leave me alone. Leave yeah. me alone, as opposed to we got one. I shoot with a bunch of older guys. Well, one guy's my age, a couple older guys. One, he has a company making cleaning rods and stuff like that oh cool yeah. uh, so he's an old guy shooting a 410 and the first time I ran into him I was with another friend shooting the group behind him and while I'm here I thought somebody shot themselves because he is like yelling because he missed something he's just hilariously goofing he's like ah he's smacking his hand it's my finger you know and it's like who are those people up there and it's like oh I know who that is and then next thing you know I met them in the parking lot invited and that was that and that was it now i'm with this crowd of really good shooters and which is always a good thing to shoot with better people yeah oh it was a whole just, all shit rising rising tide exactly shooting with better people makes you better yeah, exactly you know always. uh yeah it, it's so for me i just it's a scary thing because sometimes i find myself talking too much about it you know it's, I think it's quite addictive I mean, yeah. it, is, it is an addiction i think that's the feeling of hitting a clay is it's just something I'm extremely familiar with. Oh god, <laughs> Sasha has actually finally decided that he's a good clay shot no, after after a year of watching and occasionally dipping his toe in and realizing not quite good enough. Now, no, no, no. now he's basically no, an expert. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Completely twisted this story. Seven out of eight, wasn't it? No, no, five out of six. Five out of six. Six out of seven. Six out of seven. You were the one who branded me a great clay shot. I didn't want that title. It was a lot of responsibility. I've got enough responsibility. But now I've got that weight on my shoulders and I realise I yeah. carry a big load. Yeah. It doesn't matter what clay you put in front of me, it yeah. breaks. Yeah. If only we had one ounce <laughs> of Sasha Nabakovich's skills. <laughs> and on that bombshell. No. <laughs> Go, mate. We don't have to wrap it up because it's the end of the day. Yes. It's going to be a short one. But yeah. thank you very much. It's been it's always oh. fascinating. There's we love a, you, John. There's a oh, thousand stories that you haven't heard from John, <laughs> but you may do one day because they're all oh. absolutely brilliant. Well, some of them you probably won't because they're way too cool. cool. John, man, it's been brilliant to have you over. It's great. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. Hopefully and you know. well, until next time. Definitely. Or maybe it might come the other way. You never know. Yeah. We've go, got that grant. I never should. Go hit up New York. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Nice. All right. Thank you very much.